Sports Special. I was given a book three weeks ago by Tully, the producer. It's a, it's a, it's a hefty book, 334 pages. It's called Empire, War and Cricket in South Africa, Logan of Mikey Swantane, subtitle, written by Dean Allen. I was doing a little bit of research, and Dean Allen wrote this book as part of a thesis. Uh, he was doing research into it. Let's find out a little bit more. We're joined by Dr. Dean Allen, the author of the book. Dean, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for promoting it on Twitter as well and Facebook. Uh, how did you get into working, wanting to write a book about empire, war, and cricket in South Africa? Well, good afternoon, John. Thank you for having me. Um, no, it's, it's been quite a long story, this. Uh, the book, as you rightly said, came from a thesis, which was actually a PhD, which um, came from a, a, a master's study that I did at Stellenbosch University. Mm. Um, and as you can probably hear from my accent, I'm not originally from South Africa, but I've invested probably uh, 20 years of my life uh, looking at South African history. Sure. And I've always been fascinated with the sporting aspect of South Africa's history. Um, and uh, that, that's what took me to Stellenbosch in the first place. And then I heard about this incredible place, Mikey's Fontaine, and its cricket connection. So in the late 90s, I, I went there, like most people, as a tourist and uh, started to ask some questions, and I realized there was a fantastic story behind this, and that led to a PhD, and now a, now a wonderful book, as you said. It's, it's a lot of research, and you've got pictures here from, from I don't know, how did, how did you get all these pictures? How did you find all this information? Well, it's, uh, that in itself, I could have written a book about that. <laughs> I, mean, I, was very, I, was, I was very keen that this book was very uh, visual, because I think, um, you know, the cliche says, you know, a picture tells a thousand words, and mm. it's, it's certainly the case here. I mean, incredible, incredible archives I unearthed on, on my journey to write this book. I mean, we got hold of the Logan family collection. Now, James Logan is the creator of Mikey's Fontaine, mm-hmm. and a guy that really that history has missed. Um, he was he was responsible for for bringing South African cricket, or largely responsible for bringing in the international cricket games to South Africa in in the late uh, 1800s. Um, so to, to be able to actually get hold of his archives and then obviously do research back here in the UK as well as in South Africa. I mean, I've visited places like Lords and obviously the archives at Newlands and, and uh, you know, even, even I even got to Bloemfontein and the, Afri- you know, the anglo Boer War Museum. Um, so I really did dig deep with this story because it's absolutely, you know, fantastic and I wanted to make sure that my, all my sources were accurate. Let's talk about James Douglas Logan. And it's a little bit of a tricky time in South Africa with imperialism and, and Cecil John Rhodes, not a figure uh, that's being remembered fondly at all at the moment. But uh, Cecil John Rhodes, you say here on the cover, uh, said there were two creators in South Africa, Cecil John Rhodes and James Douglas Logan. Is he really that important? I've never heard of him until I read your book. Well, no. Uh, I, well, I think he is. And, um, you know, the fact that he was, he was one of Rhodes' lieutenants, I mean, he was certainly involved politically as well as in a, in a sporting context, which I explain in the book. Mm. Um, I think the fact that how these guys made their money during that bit, at that time, you know, the discovery of diamonds, etc., um, they, they didn't keep detailed records. I mean, Olive Schreiner, the famous South African novelist, offered to write Logan's uh, biography. I mean, he turned down that offer. I mean, it took me as an Englishman 100 years later <laughs> to come along and write this incredible story. But to know Logan, I, I honestly believe if, if he achieved what he did in the United Kingdom, there would be dozens of books about this man. I mean, mm-hmm. he, really, he really was an incredible character. Um, but in terms of the, yeah, the, the Rhodes connection, of course, I mean, people have asked me, uh, did you time this book to come out now? It's quite opportune, but of course I've been working on it for a decade, so the <laughs> fact that this has all come up. It, but, it, but it provides a real, a real uh, good starting point in terms of discussion, because I don't glorify this colonial period, and mm-hmm. I certainly, you know, it's warts and all. But I, as, I, as I often say, 
say when I've spoken to other people and I give, give talks on this subject, you know, what good is history if we don't learn from it? There's good and bad from all periods of history, certainly in terms of this context, because these guys deliver, leave a legacy as such. Mm. It, yeah, there's negatives, but then we've got cricket and we're the best test nation in the world. So if it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't be playing cricket and we wouldn't be the best test nation in the world. Well, no, no, indeed. And, uh, you know, as a long-suffering England fan, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be experiencing that at the end of the year, of course. I'll be at Newlands and uh, I'll have split loyalties, of course, with, with the tour. But it does, no, it does, does give this, this story tremendous relevance now because it's as, it's as um, you know, has relevance as much in the United Kingdom and certainly as part of, you know, obviously the British Empire story as it does in South Africa. And with this guy being a Scotsman as well, Mm. ironically being a Scotsman and bringing cricket down because it was the game of the British Empire and, uh, and I believe he used cricket for his own, for his own, you know, to build his own empire, mm. uh, to for, you know, forward his own, own ambitions, but also being a benefactor of the game along with people like, uh, you've probably heard of Sir Bailey, he came along a little later. I mean, these guys actually put their hand in their pocket and they, they funded the, the first international sporting fixtures. Um, so to bring it to, to bring the English cricket teams down in the 1890s was big news, and Logan knew that, of course. Um, the first team arrived in 1888, and Logan was involved in the second team that came down in 1891. And of course, the big story, of course, was he took his uh, he took his own team in 1901 during the South African War, and this was this was a an incredible story. I couldn't believe people had investigated, and uh, that that was the that was the pinnacle of his, his of his ambitions, and. Uh, as a result of that, I mean, he, he was invited to the coronation of King Edward VII in uh, 1902, which is it's quite a rags-to-riches story. It's incredible, really, what he achieved, and cricket was a big part of that story. I've been lucky enough to spend one night once in Mikey's Fontaine, and I had no idea about his history. I just knew it as a, as a train place. It's a place where the trains used to stop and refill. Who knew? Uh, and if you look at Mikey's Fontaine, who even knew you could put grass down or, and play a cricket match in that kind of place? It's, it's so dry and arid. Well, of course. I mean, that's the fascination for me. I mean, the fact that this, this, this perfectly sort of preserved Victorian village exists where it does. But that was, that was the beauty of, of what this man achieved. I think he wanted his own small empire, close <laughs> enough to Cape Town, but for, far enough away so he could create his own good news. I mean, he was the first to discover water in that area, for example. And, of course, in that, you know, within a few years, he's bringing the cream of England, you know, world cricket to play on his first-class pitch, by the way, which, which he did... Uh, Spend, spend thousands on to create this to create this pitch, which was a first class pitch. But of course, remember that they they played on matting wicket, at that, uh, you know. Yeah. Then and the South African teams that then toured to, toured um, England. Of course, they had to get used to the grass wicket. But uh, no, the, the the actual significance of Mikey Fontaine, I think, is is well as the as the title of my book suggests, Empire War and Cricket. Mm. Because when the South African War broke out, it was the it was the it was the base for the British, or the Cape Command, the British Army, for the first few months of the war. So he had 10,000 troops based there. Um, and so it became, it, it's not only significant, I know we're on a sports show, but it's in terms of politics, you know, um, war history, military history in that area. But it had significance um, on both sides in the United Kingdom as well as in South Africa. I mean, people like... Uh, Sir Randolph Churchill, um, Rudyard Kipling, the Sultan of Zanzibar was another exotic visitor. I mean, this place was a household name, and in the, in the, in certainly in the 1890s, people would want to visit there, of course, for the Kuru air, etc. Mm. But now, 
Logan was there and he brought the cricket teams down. It was very much the place to visit. It's a fascinating history, and there's there's these little histories of of South Africa that we don't know about. You know, we, there's things we weren't taught and things we don't know about, and it's it's people like you, Dean. Thanks very much for highlighting that. Uh, can we can we follow you on Twitter? Do you have a website where we can get details of of what you're doing and and the history of these places? Yeah, certainly, John. I mean, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to give talks. I mean, it's really caught the public's imagination. I mean, the first one of the book is almost sold out. We're having to print more, which is fantastic. Um, I, you can follow you can follow the events, um, my talks on my website, which is www.deanallen.co.za. And as you said, I'm quite active on Twitter, and the the Twitter address is at Empire Cricket SA. So please, if, if, if any of your listeners would like to know more, please, you know, drop me a line and, uh, and come along to one of my talks. I'm, I'm pretty active in July and August. And, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic to be able to, to tell this story. It's, uh, I honestly believe it's going to be, you know, it's going to be on the big screen one day. It's a real blockbuster mm. waiting to happen because it's got all the elements of, you know, one of these uh, wonderful period movies that, that are so popular at the moment. It would be lovely to see, a, you know, a, a lot of movies get very political in South Africa. This doesn't necessarily have to be political. It can be about the sport. Yeah, if you're like, you know, those Australian movies, you know, it's all about the sport and everything else is happening yeah. around the outside, isn't it? That's right. I mean, uh, it's, it's what I base my career on as an academic. I mean, I teach, uh, as I explain to my students, um, sport really is, a, is something through which to view society as a lens. Mm. You know, it, it does reflect society. And then during this time, of course, sport was supposed to be pure and unsullied and, you know, money wasn't painting the sport. And, of course, it's a discussion we're having now. And even <laughs> in terms of... I, I write I write about... I write about um, the, the first South African tour that, that, that leaves this country in 1894 and how Rhodes, you know, blocked a, blocked a player of colour from a guy called Crom Hendricks um, from playing, you know, Julie purely because of his skin colour and these kind of these kind of topics you have to look back in history and realise it's not they're not contemporary to, uh, you know discussions we're having we can all we can learn a lot from how how history is, is, is sort of developed through sport so it, you know it's, it's been an absolute uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to do the research but now certainly now I'm engaging with people and as you said Mikey Fontaine is, is part of South African folklore so to to come along and to be able to write a history like this is a real privilege, which I which I think has relevance, you know, far beyond the place itself as well. Dr. Dean Allen, thanks very much for joining us on SAFM Sports Special. You're going to make me take a trip to Mikey's Fontaine, I think. We take a, I think we should do an OB from there. Tally, what do you say? Uh, find out more about, or you can get a hold of the book. It's called Empire, War and Cricket in South Africa. It's in hardcover, available from Zebra Press, and will cost you 290 rand. Like I said, this will take you a little while to read. It's not something that you're just going to browse through and you're going to put it aside. This is going to take you a long, long time to read. Empire, War and Cricket in South Africa by Dean Allen. Allen.